Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. It is Tuesday the 6th of July, don't know why I had to think about that. Is it? No, it's not. It's Tuesday, 6th of August. What a crazy world day we're having already. Thank you, everyone who is joining me right now. And this is a very special episode. I mean, it's episode 199. So we're one episode of episode 200. And I'm pleased to say that Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show is now sponsored by Pins and Knuckles Merchandise. You can go to their um, new... It's basically a merch shop you can go to, but they are a t-shirt printing company too. I've got it written down here. It's pinsandknuckleswrestlingmerch.com. Uh, I like to be as transparent as possible because I understand the world we live in in 2019 and it's not um it's a sponsorship in the sense they're going to help me out with merchandise and i'm going to rep them here on the podcast just at the start of each show i know sometimes people think oh you sold it it's nothing to do with that i I make wrestling merchandise simonmiller.bigcartel.com they have an exclusive y t-shirt which again is part of my wrestling gear uh you can check it out now pins and knuckles wrestlingmerch.com and that's that. It's the last time I'll read it off here. Next time I'll know it off the top of my head. But shout out to Pins and Knuckles. Thank you for helping me in my wrestling journey and helping me get a couple of wrestling t-shirts out there as well. More importantly, hello and welcome to everyone in the YouTube chat right now. Hello and welcome to everybody listening on your audio device. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, search Assignment on YouTube. Do that. Like the video. Share the video on Instagram and Twitter, Assignment316. And if you would like to support financially, which would rock, again, you can buy a t-shirt and all the stuff we just talked about, or it's patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, if you want to call me a bald asshole, if you want to say anything, there's a super chat button underneath the chat over there, little dollar sign. You can just say it. Anything you say, I will, of course, read out and I will answer. We'll start there. Shout out to Daniel Brotherton, the super chat, who says, you've inspired me to start a YouTube channel. Any advice would be appreciated. Just enjoy it. I know that sucks. Enjoy it. Do something you care about. Do something that you like first and foremost and you look back and you are proud of. And I'm sure everything will come from there. Don't try and be too uh, inspired. Not inspired, but don't try and be too, you know, torn off your own track by someone else. Do you? And shout out to Ryan Black who said, Hi, Simon. Hand of heart from Hemel Hempstead. Dolph Ziggler to win? Question mark, Which is a great transition into the title of this week's show. Bill Goldberg has returned to Monday Night Raw. He's returned to WWE. And he is indeed heading to SummerSlam to take on Dolph Ziggler. Now, if you are into, I guess you would be if you listen to stuff like this, but maybe you're not. If you are into the behind the scenes wrestling news and the dirt sheets as they're called and all the murmurings, you probably already knew last week that Goldberg was coming in on this week's episode of Raw to steal the match away from The Miz and take on Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. It was quite surprising when it did break. I think a lot of people were like, wait, what? How does that work? And yet... I mean, it'll be different, of course, for everybody that watched. But for me, at least, it was, um, I was just, it, it almost worked in the opposite direction for me because I admit it. We talk about this on ups and downs. Again, join me over at What Culture Wrestling in 55 minutes, 2 p.m. BST, where we'll up those downs live for Raw. But I love Goldberg so much. And I know maybe I'm in a minority these days, but I love him so much. And he brings me so much pleasure when I go back to watch his matches or, I, you know, I, I tap into those memories. It's twofold. One, getting him to have a match at SummerSlam just means a lot to me. To me, he is a superstar. He's a big deal. I know that ties into other areas. But two, it negates everything that happened at Saudi Arabia. We've got a wide video going on about this as well, but keep an eye out for that. But yeah, my thing is, as cool as it was on paper to have The Undertaker versus Goldberg, it wasn't really a match that anybody had wanted to see. Like Sting was the WCW guy that most people wanted to see go against The Undertaker. And it was mostly done because, again, it sounded all shiny and nice and exciting. But it was just—it was always a bad mix, right? It was always a bad mix. And we know what happened there. It sucked. It wasn't good. I'm sure Undertaker and Goldberg would be the first people to tell you that. But my vantage point of it was always, well, I don't think we should just crap all of them over them because of that. Everybody has a bad day at the office. Sure, there were things there that we shouldn't have done, like Goldberg should probably stop smashing his head into a wall. But... You know, I don't hold that against them for their entire career. That seems crazy to me, as some people did. Like, Goldberg's passed it, Goldberg's crap. No, he wasn't. Like, he was an individual, and he was unique, and he wasn't a catch-as-can wrestler. But Goldberg brought me 
tons of fun when I was growing up being a wrestler. You know, again, if you get into wrestling, someone said we're going to book you at Goldberg. Like, yeah, great. That sounds fantastic. So the fact he gets to come back to SummerSlam, he gets to have a match against someone like Dolph Ziggler, who will bump around and make everything look amazing and kind of get rid of the stigma from Super Showdown <coughs> last year or this year, whenever the hell it was. I can't, it was this year. I just think it ticks all the boxes. I think it will break up SummerSlam really nicely, especially uh, especially because that show is going to go long. So I don't necessarily want to see a 20-minute Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler match. And I understand the worry is, is Dolph Ziggler going to get squashed? But my counterpoint to that is, Dolph Ziggler is 39 years old. Dolph Ziggler has been a, a stalwart for WWE for the last 10, 15 years. I think this is just where they see him at right now. And I think it works both ways. I don't think Goldberg beating Ziggler is going to change Goldberg. And I don't think Ziggler beating Goldberg will change Ziggler. I really don't. I think no matter what they do, come Raw the next night, they'd both be in exactly the same positions. And there is a conversation to be had there about whether or not WWE misused Dolph Ziggler throughout his uh, tenure. But I don't think that pertains to this match. It's a one-week build. Dolph Ziggler's been running Goldberg down. Goldberg gets his revenge. We all have some fun. That's how I see it anyway. Shout out to Briz in the Super Chat. He says, hey, Simon, love all your work. <laughs> Just wondering, are you currently planning on going to a different promotion now that Defiant has closed its doors? Well, I don't think we've done a podcast since then. So obviously, shout out to Defiant. Did uh, very upsettingly close down uh, last week. It sucked. I did know about it a little bit beforehand because the very gracious people there gave me a shout out. What seems to have been lost in translation, which is fine. I just appreciate that people care. I am working all over the place as it is. I've been doing that ever since I came back in April, May. I had a match on Sunday for London for the EWE. I've got a match this Saturday at New Force Wrestling in Ivor. If you're close to the London area, Southwest, please do come on down. I'd love to see you. So... Yeah, I mean, Defiant would have always been my main promotion, for lack of a better term. And now that it's gone, it is horrible. I hate it. I love that place. And maybe one day it comes back, fingers crossed. But I got bookings through to the end of the year. I'm going to be in London. I'm going to be in Scotland. Uh, I'm going to be in Torquay. I'm going to be in Wickham. I'm going to be in Luton, my hometown. Looking forward to that. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316. I'm wrestling everywhere. I'd love to see as many people at those shows as possible. Uh, what kind of coverage they get online, I don't know, because it depends on the promotion itself. But I want to work everywhere. And that doesn't stop. The dream continues. It just continues in a different way, which does suck because I love Defiant. And without Defiant, I don't know whether I'd be here today. They took a chance on me. They backed me. They gave me advice. They gave me experience. And I will forever be indebted to them. Sam Halliday, UTV in the Super Chat says, First time Super Chatting. Welcome, Sam. Just want to say thanks for your continued positivity every day. It goes a long way. Well, Sam, thank you very much for saying that. And thank you very much for watching to begin with. Because... As awesome as it is to hear that you're, I'm giving you something, believe you me when I say you're giving me something back too. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Someone says, do you have any plans to wrestle in France? Again, my, uh, uh, my, uh, my mantra is simple. If you book me, I'll be there. If, I, if you book me and I'm free, I'll be there. I need the experience. I want to get around. Uh, obviously, you know, proof of the pudding is on August the 24th, I'm heading over to South Korea for Pro Wrestling Society to take on Adam Mayhem for his H Championship all thanks to the, the going in raw guys, Lars and Steve. So, Lars and Steve's story. So, you know, I'll, I'll go anywhere. I'll, I'll do anything. Um, we'll see how it goes. But RIP to define. But yeah, going back to sort of the topical stuff in this week's Raw, I thought it was a really good show. Like, I genuinely did. You'll see on ups and downs again that we do at 2 p.m. I just thought it, it tied into all the storylines. They didn't make too many mistakes. I think the Roman Reigns who done it angle is fantastic. I mean, it's ludicrous and soap opera and over the top, but it was, it was going to be. Somebody's trying to kill Roman Reigns. I think having Samoa Joe in that position helped no end because Samoa Joe is just brilliant and you can give him any kind of verbiage and any kind of script and he knocks it out of the park. And yet I'm intrigued to find out who did it. Who did it? Who, who did take out Samoa, uh, Roman Reigns? Because it could be Samoa Joe. It could be a double red herring. It's trying to steer you out the other way. I know it's ridiculous and it won't be this. But the fact that Jamie Noble and Triple H turned up after a car, basically a car smashed into Roman Reigns' car, if you don't know, but he got out of the way. You could start arguing it was one of them. That's what happens in mystery storylines. There are these rumors going around that it's Daniel Bryan. I debate that because that car was not an electric car. And I'm sure that Daniel Bryan would drive an electric car. Some people have said Buddy Murphy. And the cool thing is WWE can pick whoever they want i really do hope that it's not solved tonight on smackdown because i actually think this has legs however i understand if it is because that's probably setting up roman reigns opponent but i would much rather we kind of eat this out for two weeks this is the first storyline in a while i think again there's got some depth to it we can have some fun 
I'm all right with Roman trying to get attempted kill for the next two weeks. I think it'll be quite funny if WWE can be creative. And even if you go to the very start of Raw in terms of matches, when we had Becky Lynch and Charlotte teaming up against Natalia and um, uh, Trish Stratus, I thought WWE handled that perfectly because we got a little bit of Natty versus Becky. You're like, why are you giving us this now? But it was such a cool short exchange. I was like, oh, actually, that's piqued my interest. And then Trish Stratus never got in the ring. We had some form of continuity because Charlotte attacked Becky before it was over. Natalia was a little bit of a heel because she wouldn't break the sharpshooter. Genuinely awesome. Genuinely awesome. Then Andrade beats Rey Mysterio. They just smash it each week. They're incredible. It's a really well put together show. And I was surprised. I always like to give a little tease on Twitter at Simon316, cheap plug, to see what people think about it. Some people said they didn't like this week's Raw. And you don't have to like this week's Raw. Of course you don't. But um, it's... I don't know what else you could have hoped for. You had the big thing at the end with Goldberg. You had the really cool attack with Bray Wyatt when he attacked Kurt Angle, which got me because I couldn't figure out why Kurt Angle was there to begin with. I guess it's his hometown. I was like, that's a pretty shallow reason. But then it tied into getting Bray Wyatt over more. It's just awesome. Someone has said that I missed a super chat at the start. I did. Right before we even started, Jeffrey Pridemore said some morning love for our man, Simon Miller. Thank you, Jeffrey. Sorry, dude. You were just in there. I mean, appreciate it. But you just got in there before, uh, before we began. But we always, okay, say, so you want to do the super chat? You get in the super chat and we'll answer and we'll talk about everything that you say, such as AJ Parker, who has said, Simon, is there a Simon Says today on ups and downs? WWE has a chance to make Dolph look strong against Goldberg. Do you think they'll do it? Uh, there is no Simon Says today. There was no talk shows. There has to the Miz was on there, but that wasn't that doesn't count. There has to be an over too many talk shows for there to be a Simon says. However, there is a brand new segment, so don't worry, we 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 got you covered. No, as we mentioned before, I don't think Dolph beating Goldberg does anything. They're not gonna let's say that Dolph Ziggler wins, and I'm not gonna lie, I want Goldberg to win. I want Spear Jack Hammer done ten seconds. That's just my opinion. But if Dolph Ziggler beats Goldberg, he is not going to become the Universal Champion. He is not going to become the WWE Champion. Where Dolph is now is where WWE sees him. And you can, again, the debate is, have they done right by him or have they done wrong by him? But I don't think we're getting any Twilight push for Dolph. And there really, there isn't room on the card. So I would probably say no. Undead FB Jew says, goo, every time, goo. Simon, my man Bray attacking Kurt got me excited. Honestly, much like the Roman Reigns storyline is the first thing in a while where I like, oh, where's this going to go? It's the first time in ages where I didn't see something coming on WWE. It's really creative done. So you have Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Kurt's the ref. You're like, all right, I get it's Pittsburgh. but well. And then they're, like, they're having a big fight. Lights go out. Bray Wyatt is there. Mandible Claws. Uh, I guess we've got to start calling it something else. Mandible Claws, um, Kurt Angle. And now look at the people he's taken out. Like he's just, he feels like a superstar. He's getting a superstar reaction. The segments don't take up much time, which leaves you wanting more. I thought Raw was great this week. I don't even care. And it got loads of ups. It still got downs, but I had a really good time watching it. And it made me excited about SummerSlam. And I've been more than critical, as I always will be. I'll always be honest and transparent. But this week, I thought it was decent. Uh, Tom Talks Roberts in the Super Chat says, Seeing Hobbs and Shaw today... Uh, have you seen Stuba yet? No, I've never seen any of those films. I doubt I'm going to see Hobbs and Shaw, but you never know. And I haven't seen Stuba. I- I'm behind on all my on my wrestling related movies, but hopefully I can uh, hopefully I can I can get round to Stuba. I like I like Big Dave, Big Dave Batista. So I want I want to see what he's going to do. The real I wouldn't call it a low light because I enjoyed the women's elimination tag match, and I like the fact that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are champions. It's kind of a shame because I think if we knew that was the direction we were going. We probably could have a bit more fun as a team because it was quite clear the plan at one point was for Nikki Cross to realize that Alexa Bliss is an asshole and, and move away from her. And that still could happen, but we put the brakes on that, which is good. It's good we did that. Like WWE noticed they had something with those two and they changed tact. It's just a shame that the women's championships needed something and it all kind of came together like a big crash. Um, I, I, I do feel sorry for the Iconics, much as I feel sorry for Sasha Banks and Bailey, because those titles have become meaningless in March, April, May, June, July, August. Six months it took. And that's just because they don't get featured on TV. But the elimination match was decent. Taking out the Iconics first was great. Got me interested. And getting it down to the Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross, I thought worked really well. I mean, I don't like the Kabuki Warriors as a team. I've said this before. I think inserting Paige with them is just awkward and weird. The amalgamation of Kyrie Sen and Oscar's acts during their entrance or whatever doesn't work because they're great singles wrestlers. I don't know what, what, what this means for them, but I just think in a women's division that soon is going to be begging out for title contenders or challenges or singles feuds, and you've got two of the best singles wrestlers in the whole company, men or women, forget that, you know, period. 
I don't I don't understand the point. And they come and go so often it gets confusing. But I did think we had good momentum after the match. I thought Nikki Crocs no, Crocs. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss sold it like it was a big deal, and that's all I need to buy in. So yeah, you know, it was another step forward in the right in the right direction. It's it's just what do we do? I mean, do we feud the Kabuki Warriors and Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss? Do I want to see that? I kind of feel like I feel I kind of feel like I feel. No one talks like that. But I kind of feel more akin to cheer for Cross and Bliss than I do the Kabuki Warriors. Because I don't really, they haven't been established as a team. They come, they go, they come, they go. Paige is some weird tweener that, you know, heel face that doesn't really... And they're not allowed to talk even though they can talk. It's just strange. It, it's just very, very strange. But the match itself was good. And, and I enjoyed it. And of course, we had the 24-7 championship stuff they haven't talked about. Where Mike Kanellis pinned, pinned his wife in an OBYGN office. And then our truth in the worst disguise ever, threw a toy baby in the air and won his title back. I'd say what I like about that. A, I enjoy how it progresses each and every week. And I like now how we've kind of drawn it back into just one big segment. I just think it's more fun. I think it stops it from uh, overexposing itself. And I think you could probably do one on Raw and SmackDown and, and kind of continue on going from there. But that's a tick too. Let's do some super chats. Uh, Richard Dalloway in the super chat says, do you feel you slip into a character on ups and downs? Um, no, I don't think I slip into a character, but I perform it, if that makes sense. Uh, but I feel like I should perform it. I feel like if people tune, if people wanted a raw rundown, they just read it on the internet. I don't think they were. I, I like to think, I'm not saying I'm right, but what I like to try and offer, I should say, is that if you tune into ups and downs, you get a certain brand of entertainment. I sound like Vince McMahon, but it's true. So yes, I, I don't think I slip into a character, but there are certain things that I try and achieve during a recording, and some people are going to like it, and some people are not, but I want it to feel completely unique to anything out there, because it's quite a competitive market when you think about it, even if it is just going on, you know, the Wrestling Observer, whatever, and listening to their show or reading the results, however you do it. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish says, I'm writing a book, can I promote it in the Facebook group? Of course you can, Tom. Promote your book. You can promote it on this show as well, if you want. Uh, you know, I'm all for creative endeavors. I think it's cool. Uh, the, the only segment I can see dividing people is the Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins stuff. And I agree with you. I don't really understand what the deal with Seth Rollins' character is. And again, please let me know in the chat if you have, uh, if you have a difference of opinion. Because I liked what they did. But the reason I liked what they did is because it made Brock Lesnar look like a badass. I'm not 100% sure that's what we were trying to get over in, in, in this, in this well, before sometime. Because basically on Raw last week, Seth Rollins gets killed. And then on Raw this week, Seth Rollins gets killed. Brock looks amazing. I'm like, wow, Brock's a badass. I should support that guy. And then after Seth, you know, crutches his way out to the ring and just gets mauled almost instantly, he gets on the microphone. I mean, he cuts a promo, which is certainly impassioned, but he's saying things that have no weight to them. I, I, don't know, I, I, I totally buy in that, you know, wrestling is his first love and all of that. But he doesn't, you know, I'm going to guarantee I'll beat Brock Lesnar. Well, if he does, I'm going to be like, well, that sucks. Because this guy that's clearly been brutalized and injured and has internal who knows what is going to beat the dude that's like a monster? I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't. I, I want to see Brock Lesnar win. I'm not talking about I want to see him with the Universal Championship. I'm saying sat here as a fan, buying into the narrative, buying into the story, and what would make sense. Brock Lesnar's got to win at SummerSlam. And if Seth Rollins wins, am I going to support him anymore? Am I going to be behind him anymore? I mean, it depends what they do, but I doubt it. Would be my point. I, I very much doubt it. Linda D, perfectly in the super chat, says, I have no sympathy for Seth Rollins. They've lost that character, which is a shame because he was red hot last year. Linda, I completely agree. I just don't know what they're trying to achieve. Like, usually I can look at it and go, okay, they're going for X, they're going for Y, they're going for Z. But I don't get, I don't know. He just looks like an idiot. <laughs> he looks like a chump who's out of his league and that Brock Lesnar is his Achilles heel. And the only way he could beat him was at WrestleMania by surprising him, giving a low blow, using whatever else he used. So... It's going to be interesting. I don't doubt they'll have a good match. I think Seth Rollins is incredibly talented. And when Brock Lesnar wants to go, who can go like Brock? I think we've all said that. But I don't know what the narrative is other than Brock's awesome. Seth's a chump. Let's see what happens on their clash at WrestleMania. Uh, Polar Nigel uh, continues this on in the Super Chats. It's good afternoon. Good afternoon, Nigel. I really like the Rollins promo after the Lesnar beat down. Felt more real than his forced cool dude character of late. Well, I will give you that, Nigel. Um, you're 100% correct. It did feel better than that. I probably should have given that more credit than I did. At least it was a bit more lackluster and pulled back. And yeah, not him trying too hard. And again, 50% of it, I believed. I just think maybe it was wrong place, wrong time. I don't think Seth should have been on this show, which I know is counterintuitive because it's the last show before SummerSlam. 
I just think him selling those injuries and tying into a different kind of narrative. Will Seth even turn up at the pay-per-view? Uh, Matthew Bailey says, do you think, sorry, in the super chat, hand on the heart. Do you think WWE should turn Seth heel? Problem is, if you turn him heel, who does he fight? If Brock Lesnar's still the champ, and let's say you go into a Roman, I don't want that, but let's just say you go into a Roman Reigns program. Who does Rollins go against? Samoa Joe? No, he, you know, Samoa Joe's a heel. Baron Corbin has obviously been on, off TV for ages now. Well, I don't think you really, that doesn't work. So I, I don't think you can turn Seth Rollins heel. But yes, I do feel like he, I, I imagine he probably will win on Sunday. Like we'll do my predictions on what culture later in the week. And I think my gut would tell me to go with Seth. Oh, you know, I'm quite torn, you know, and we'll do them on here as well. I'm torn, I'm torn, but I think, if he does win the Universal Championship, it's going to be difficult to know where he goes next. And if it does, if it's just a case of WWE brings back Baron Corbin and does that, you're going to be like, I don't want to see that. You're going to push your eye into the microphone. Mecha Cyan says in the Super Chat, I think the best idea now is to turn Seth heel. But what's the reason for his heel turn? I got beaten up by Brock Lesnar because I suck and now I'm mad. I don't think that does anything for him, even as a bad guy, which obviously you can get away you can get away more doing. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And SummerSlam in general is going to be interesting. So I'm just going to get my notes up as I talk. So, you know, we'll see. And I think that's the cool thing. I think it could be a really, really good show. The other point is as well, there are a lot of dudes missing from the show. At the, what the hell is it? There it is. There is a lot of the show missing, uh, from dudes from the show missing at the moment. It's actually like, haven't seen Baron Corbin. Awesome. When he comes back, he'll mean more. Lacey Evans, Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman wasn't on this week. I don't understand why, when it comes to big WWE events, Braun Strowman is always persona non grata. He's had two WrestleManias where he hasn't really done anything of note, or not something as big as you would have assumed he would have done. And now we're leading into SummerSlam, unless he's going to do something on SmackDown, which he could. I mean, the last time we saw him, he was just breathing heavily after Maria told him off. But I do like it. I don't think you need to see people each and every week. I think that makes it just more interesting when they are there. Uh, we've mentioned Andrade, Rey Mysterio. It was absolutely fantastic. Yes, Natalia's promo was gibberish, but don't worry, we, we covered it. Viking Raiders are just, you know, they're just doing their thing. I'm sure after SummerSlam, we'll, we'll, try, and, we'll try and push this properly. OC, OC New Day Ricochet, yeah, it was fine. Like, it, it didn't do too, it didn't really progress anything much. I don't know if we're getting New Day versus the OC at SummerSlam, that kind of got the hint, but we will get Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the US Championship. That would be a great match regardless. I don't think, and if they if they weren't on fire, They'd never have a bad bout because they don't know how to do that. So I think that will be, um, I think that will be entertaining. It was very lackluster here, but that kind of worked. I thought that paced out the show well because Roman was all a bit crazy and over the top, and you know, and, and that, they just put on a cool match. I thought, and obviously uh, Gallows and Anderson got the win over the New Day, which is is, is quite incredible when you think where they were, but a few, uh, <laughs> but a few months ago. Isn't it? And make the power of signing a deal, but no more power to those guys. Like, I like the fact that Luke Gallows dressed, uh, came out dressed like he used to do in Japan. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice nod to everyone. Uh, I'm just worried what happens when WWE gets bored because it happens. Tom talks Roberts in the super chat says, "Is swimming part of your workout routine?" Interesting question, but no, it's not. I do like swimming. I go when I can, but no, it's not part of my routine. And all over the shop in the super chat says, "You have inspired me in more ways than you can imagine. Trying to lose weight is one of them. Love all your content, my man." Uh, my ma'am sends her love and support. Well, that's just lovely all around. As I always say to people that say that, one, you humble the crap out of me, but two, you do the work, my friend. If I was able to trigger something in your head that inspired you or motivated you, it is my honor and my privilege, and uh, that makes me feel good inside, but it's you that does the work. Like I can only, you know, I can only say something that may get you to G up, but you're the person that takes the G and up and goes to the gym or goes running or MMA, boxing, climbing, whatever it is that you do. So fair play to you, my friend. But thank you for watching. Thank you for joining me. And thank you to everyone that is joining me right now. I always do appreciate it live here on YouTube. Also on podcasts, you know, iTunes, Google, all that stuff. You know, you're listening to it right now. If you are live in the YouTube chat, feel free to throw me a super chat. I will read out and answer any question that you like. It's just that dollar sign beneath uh, beneath the, uh, the the chat box. We should talk about SmackDown, really, which, foolishly, I forgot to get out because they did... Actually, let me go to the other side. It's better. They they have announced some stuff for SmackDown. Uh, there we go. And where... Yeah, so Shane McMahon will be a guest on the Kevin Owens show and Kim and Coney Kingston... Coney Kingston? <laughs> Kofi Kingston will respond to Randy Orton. Now, you know, going back to a talk show means the person earlier that wanted Simon Says, you're probably going to get it tomorrow. But hey... Shane McMahon has been drastically reduced in his appearances over the last few weeks. It's worked wonders. I like the Kevin Owens-Shane McMahon feud. So if they do that right, that will be cool. And Randy Orton versus Kofi is probably the best thing 
in all of WWE right now in terms of what I'm interested. I mean, is that true? To us, it's up there. It's top three. I just like the fact we're playing off a storyline from 10 years ago because when you do that, if you were a fan in 2009, you kind of feel like you've been rewarded for your longevity. Seinfeld used to do that. I know it's a weird time, but Se and Kirby Enthusiasm does it as well. They will always make references to even seasons in the past that some people may not have seen if they've just jumped on at you know, four, five, or six. And I like that. I think it, it makes fans feel like they're part of some special club, which is what you always want because that's when you get a good vibe. So that's awesome. That's cool. I kind of want Randy Orton to win as well. I don't know what's happened to me. I don't know why I want Kofi and Seth to lose the titles after being so happy for them after WrestleMania 35. Thankfully, I would like Becky Lynch to hold on to hers. So, so at least we've done that. But um, yeah, I, I think if SmackDown is really good this evening and then we get SummerSlam being great, I think we're allowed to say the Paul Bischoff, Paul Bischoff, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff stuff is headed in the right direction. I really do. And I know people will crap all over me from that. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But that it, WWE feels good to me right now. I'm not not enjoying double negative, but I'm enjoying WWE programming. I really, really am. It's not perfect. I don't like every storyline. But again, that raw last night flew by. Uh, Family Country JWS in the super chat says, "Hey, it's your buddy over here, a ladder five C shift. I love it. This guy is a firefighter and he watches it when he's on his downtime. What a lovely man. He makes me happy. Uh, Natty had a good showing. So the question is, will Goldberg put over Ziggler? If not, why have?" Uh, Papa Goldberg over. We kind of touched upon this earlier. I think it's just a match to make SummerSlam more exciting on paper, which I believe it does because I'm a huge Goldberg fan. And, as, and I'm not repeating myself, so sorry for the people that heard it, but I always want to answer the questions. If Dolph does win, I don't think it changes his stock in the company. I don't think then WWE gets behind him massively. I really don't. I think he just will be in the same place. So you can go either way. It all depends on what you want from each character. I've never been a huge Dolph Ziggler guy. No reason. Just like I was always more of a Matt Hardy than a Jeff Hardy guy. You just have these weird inclinations with wrestling. Because I love Goldberg so much, because he's my dad and I'm an idiot and I'm a mark and all these other words, I can't help but just want to see, to make up for everything that happened at Saudi Arabia, amazing spear, which Dolph Ziggler sells, amazing jackhammer, which Dolph Ziggler sells, one, two, three. I get it. Loads of people, rightfully so, can be mad about that. But hey, there's always an exception to the rule, and I think this is mine. I, for some reason, I'm putting more stock in Goldberg eradicating everything he did at Saudi Arabia. I'm looking at it backwards. That I will give you. That I will give you. But that's what wrestling does to us sometimes. It's a very biased industry, a very biased business. Undead FB Guru in the Super Chat says, What does Bray do after SummerSlam? Seems like he's just running through a select few at the moment. Have you any theories on what the plan is? Great question. Uh, I think he beats Finn Balor, and I think he beats Finn Balor quite convincingly. Then Finn Balor is taking two months off, so good for him. Then I think you have to look through the card and actually see, well, forget what we want Finn Balor to be. Where is Finn Balor on the card? And let's say the card is made up from zero, which is the bottom, and five is on the top. I think we'd all agree Finn Balor is a three, which means we have to find a four. My preference, we find a five, which would be Seth Rollins. I would, now I think about it, if I'm booking, I mean, I would have changed everything, but still, who cares? I would have Seth Rollins win the Universal Championship and I'd have Bray Wyatt attack him on Raw and I'd build to the fact that Bray Wyatt beats him for that belt. I mean, it's a bit scatterbrained approach, but I'm taking from what I've got. I didn't plan the rest of it. But that's a five. If you're not going to do that, you need to find someone, not Samoa Joe, because it doesn't work, but you need the face equivalent of Samoa Joe. There will be one. I mean, some people will say The Miz, but no, I don't agree with that. The Miz is on the same level as Finn Balor to me. He just needs to be a progression upwards, and he needs to haunt them, and he needs to stalk them, and he needs to terrorize them, and he needs to win. Then he needs to go on to somebody else, do the same. He needs to start backing up his words, which is what he never did when we had character version, whatever, we'll call it one, but it wasn't, it'd be beyond that. That's what I need to see, and then we can start believing in Bray Wyatt properly, but also believing that WWE are getting behind him. But it's a tough one. It is, but I think it's exciting right now, and we have no reason not to believe that WWE isn't behind this version, because so far, so good. Uh, AJ Parker, I love the new nickname of Nikki Crocs. <laughs> Crikey. We did call her Nikki Crocs. This kind of ties back to ups and downs when Becky Lynch and Naomi were napkin and lunch, because my phone would auto-corrected to that every time. If you would, I mean, I don't, that was a good a year, two years ago, if not more. If you had told me then that Becky Lynch was going to go on this tear, I wouldn't have believed you. And that ties into my perfect segue. WWE 2K20 got announced this week. And yeah, it is Becky Lynch uh, and Roman Reigns on the cover. I think it's the first time we've ever had two people on the cover. It makes sense because football games do that all the time. So why the hell not wrestling? I think that's the perfect pairing. 
I think, you know, it gets the train behind Roman Reigns, which WWE is always going to do. But also it takes the hottest person in the company, you know, the person with the most momentum, and it gives them their due. And I thought, I, a lot of people, I, I liked the trailer. A little bit awkward at times, but I liked it. And it had Hulk Hogan in it, Steve Austin, you know, all these legends and Roman Reigns and Becky being like suave, James Bond types. I thought it was fun. You know, I thought it was enjoyable. And I'm excited to see what they do with this year's version of the game. And I think they've kind of, you know, 2K have kind of found their... their uh, uh, stride with it you know it doesn't change massively every year but they certainly tried to cater to the fans as much as possible and i'm excited to see you know how we evolve the story mode and any new quirks that go in there but i thought it was a pretty good a pretty good start you know decent trailer got people talking they got xavier woods doing some of the dev diaries makes loads of sense given his channel and that he loves video games and he gets it right there's nothing worse than having someone that doesn't understand patronize you about games so yeah you know all, all things considered I'm, I'm excited about 2k20 and i thought it was cool that becky was on the cover i think and not that she needed it but i think that's um a nice nod that all her hard work has paid off in more ways um in more ways than one. Uh, Roman Reigns has also promised to uncover the truth about his accident, you should know. Because the latest update on that is that WWE learned the forklift driver on SmackDown had taken the night off. So who was driving the forklift? It was Rikishi. He did it for The Rock. Uh, switching past away, EW, I don't think we mentioned this. No, because it went live on Friday, so we wouldn't have done. AEW sold out their TV taping in record time as they always do i think nine thousand people have booked it out but then they released another i think a couple of thousand more tickets or something like that which were production seats so they're probably going to have over ten thousand people in that building for their first uh, television taping which is incredible raw doesn't do that some weeks and i understand it's the first one and the real question is what can they do week to week going from city to city and it's in the middle of the week which is difficult because people have jobs but you can only take them on what they've done so far and so far they've absolutely smashed it and I want them to do well, and like I've said many a time, I want WWE to do well. I just think it will be more fun all round. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. So far, so good for um, uh, AEW. Uh, well, they, 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 we've talked about the matches they announced. That was last week. Uh, but I, I, I just think... I don't know. I, I'm not saying that they're going to... I, I, well, my point is this. It's gibberish. But I don't think they're going to do a million viewers day one. I think they'll probably do a figure that some people won't believe is very good. Like It could be three hundred to 500,000. But that's actually amazing, all things considered. But they have to build from there. So it's the build and it's the progression that's going to be interesting. But I think to bet against them at this point would be absolutely mad, right? I think you've got to... You've got to put your faith in them. Uh, Polar Knives on the Super Chat says, what do you think to Joe becoming more of a tweener after last night? I'd like to see him become an unhinged vigilante, sometimes overstepping the mark. I think he could absolutely do that. I think so many people enjoy Samoa Joe and his performances and enjoy his character. You know, when he comes out, everyone goes, Joe, Joe, because he's, he's cool, right? He's cool, and he does have a vigilante vibe to him. The problem is, if it does turn out that he was trying to kill Roman Reigns, he's 100% a heel. And if he's not, you've kind of thrown shade on Roman too. But again, maybe that's where the, the shades of grey come from. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go from this. But that's why I like it. And it's cool to have what is hopefully going to become, even if it's just for tonight on SmackDown, a storyline that takes a cast of characters and works them all in, even though they're not necessarily feuding with each other. I, I, I don't know what they'll do with Joe. The problem with Joe, which is also a huge asset, is he can do anything. And when you can do anything in WWE, they'll put you in any position. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad. Uh, Jose Palomares, I'm going to call you, says, Thank you for being you, with a smiley face in the super chat. You're all a bunch of lovely people. I just wanted to know that. What a, what a thoughtful and nice thing to do. I'm just going to put some money in the super chat and thank Simon for being the human being that he is. Jose, you are all right by me. There was something else I just realized. Oh, my gosh, we didn't talk about that. Of course, I've just remembered. Thank you, Brain. So I won't go. Well, we'll, we'll touch on it. Keep an eye on What Culture Wrestling because I did a video about this. Um, but, yeah, Matt Riddle. <laughs> Matt Riddle don't give a shit. <laughs> and I tell you, as a fan, it's really fun. It's really, really, really fun that Matt Riddle doesn't care because he comes out and he says stuff and you can agree with it. You can think it's disrespectful. You can go whichever way you want. But it's fascinating to hear that kind of insight, especially to someone who is signed to WWE. But he did a social media post. I'll give you the short version. Go out there and watch it if you want. Again, I've done a why video on this. Um, it's just called Why Matt Riddle Was Wrong About Goldberg. Keep an eye out for it on the channel. And he essentially said, doesn't like Goldberg, doesn't like Booker T, doesn't like Lance Storm, doesn't like Chris Jericho, doesn't know why these people are getting up on his grill. And especially when it comes to Goldberg, 
ain't nobody going to watch that guy's matches when they could watch a Matt Riddle match or uh, oh, who did he use? I think he said Steve Austin, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I can't. It was a list of people. It's amazing <laughs> how someone doesn't go to him and go. They're going to be in the same place this weekend, Goldberg and Matt Riddle, and it, it could be a work. I find it weird that he'd mention people like Chris Jericho and Lance Storm because they're not in on WWE. So why you would do that, I don't know. But it could be a work, but it doesn't feel like it. And I almost feel like if it is a work, it's going to hamper Matt Riddle more because so many people are buying into it. Again, I don't agree. I turn on the network a lot to watch Goldberg matches. And again, I'm a Goldberg fan, so I'm biased, but that's how fandom works. But I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, Matt Riddle is just an interesting case. I don't know how this affects him in the company. I don't know if they like it, if they don't like it. And again, look, Matt Riddle is incredible. He has all the future potential in the world. But if he's not booked right when he gets to Raw on SmackDown, it can all fall apart. You know, Ricochet had it for a little bit. He's overcome it. Um, you know, where's the authors of pain? You have to have the machine behind you. And you'd imagine that he would do, but you can't account for that. Like even Lars Sullivan, I know he had an injury, but even Lars Sullivan, which is like Vince McMahon's stereotypical wrestler, hit an obstacle early on. Undead FB Jew in the super chat says, have you seen the Dean Ambrose episode? Dean Ambrose from New Zealand. Dean Ambrose episode of Chronicle on the network. You can see how peed off he was getting. Also, the car bit with Roman made me jump. I have seen the Chronicle with Dean Ambrose. When you watch it in hindsight, after knowing what he's going to do, the writing is all over the wall. That guy was uh, was done and dusted. I also found it interesting, the comments from Roman Reigns this week. Like Roman Reigns is really good in the media. media. You know, Not only did he say... He doesn't think AEW's competition. He called it generous. Not sure those comments are. They're probably going to come back and haunt him. But, you know, he's got to stand up for his company. But he openly came out and he disagreed with what Dean Ambrose had said. But the way he did it was great, I thought. And I thought even if you didn't agree with Roman, I mean, you either like him or hate him anyway from a wrestling standpoint. But from a media standpoint, I think he handles that stuff well. Uh, I like the fact that Carbit made you jump as well, Undead FB Goo. I think that's good. I think you need those moments in Raw and SmackDown and just make you go, Bruh! Because I think it gets you invested and it, it keeps you on your toes. You always have to make sure you shake up the pace. So that makes me happy. Uh, John Strack in the Super Chat says, Do you think HBK will come out of retirement again to face Dolph Ziggler? No, I don't. He's already said multiple times he's never going to do it again. And I actually think him coming back at Saudi Arabia has doubled down on that because he realized how much that sucked. I think Shawn Michaels realized. It wasn't necessarily his fault, but it did. And also, he is right. The Saudi Arabia shows don't really count in canon. So I think he can get away with it. If he actually comes back to fight Dolph Ziggler, I just don't think it will be what we want to be. I don't think he's going to get anything out of it. I like the fact we got the surprise super kick to end Raw. I thought that made Shawn Michaels not like a, you know, it would have been a bit goofy of being like, oh, you're going to fight Goldberg. Like, yeah, but why aren't you fighting the other guy? Shawn Michaels. But no, I don't think you're going to see him again, John. And I'm sorry about that. I know a lot of people won. Frequently Fly in the Super Chat said, Late, but happy I made it. Happy Tuesday. Frequently Fly, always good to see you. Happy Tuesday to you as well. Love that you're in the chat. Um, Family Country JWS in the Super Chat, as always, was reading on your website that a certain level you'll come to one, at a certain level you'll come to one of our events. Is that legit, lol? Seems like a long way to travel for a barbecue. I'll go anyway, man. Obviously, it's my Patreon, by the way. I will come and host your... It was kind of a joke Patreon that I put in there. But then somebody asked for it. So I thought, okay, I'll well, put it in there. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, uh, this sounds awful. I mean, you'd have to pay my expenses. That's the issue. That's where the real money comes in. I can't afford that as much as I would love to. But yeah, you can check out all my rewards at patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a cheap plug. But it does. It supports this podcast. You can come on the podcast. I'll send you a postcard. I'll send you a message. You can have a t-shirt. Loads of stuff on there. One of which is, yes, I will come host your event. If you want me a barbecue, my bro, send me a thing and we'll try and work something out. Uh, again, it was a half serious one, half joke, but somebody asked once a long time ago. It's happened a couple of times. So I thought, why the hell not? Um, yeah, travel is always the... I don't mind the length. It's the money. How my, my money is money too tight to mention. It's a Simply Red song. Did Simply Red make it to America? I don't know. Aaron. Super Chat says, Jericho copying Riddle's grin made me chuckle. He did. Chris Jericho did not give a crap. He, he saw Matt Riddle's video and he just dressed up like him and he threw it right back in his face. And I would imagine that Chris Jericho gets it. I'm sure he was a little bit peeved off too, but Jericho was a little bit of a pot stirrer back in his day. It's one of the reasons he's so good. He wasn't afraid. And I imagine he sees a little bit of himself in, in, in Matt Riddle too. It's a crazy situation. You should go watch the social media video if you haven't. It would be like, I'm trying to think of a sports equivalent to it, but it would be like someone who is an up-and-comer. Nah, he's too young. We'll go with Kylian Mbappe at PSG, the football player. He's too young, but we'll go with him anyway. It'd be like him saying, I think Messi is overrated and he should stand aside. You'd be like, oh, I don't agree, but wow, do you have balls. <laughs> so 
Fair play to Matt Riddle. We'll see how, look, if, if he gets speared or he has a match with Goldberg, I've been worked. But as I always say, I want to be worked. I'm a wrestling fan. Some people seem to get really upset about that. That's what wrestling's all about. And if WWE can get one over you, like they did in the Kurt Angle special guest referee role, I will bow my head and I will say, hell yeah, man. And yeah, as some people are saying, imagine Matt Riddle did attack Goldberg at SummerSlam. We'd all love it. What a great arrival on the main roster. Attacking somebody like that, that's like, again, we talked about Chris Jericho. That's like Chris Jericho interrupting the Rock promo in 1999. It was just, I mean, no, he had troubles after that, but it was just a big highlight, a big spotlight on this guy is important because look who he's dealing with. And that ties back into how Matt Riddle, you know, um, gets booked when he's on the main roster. It all depends how far the machine gets behind him. And I want him to be pushed. I think he should be allowed his opinions. And I should be allowed to say, well, in this instance, I don't agree with you, Matt. And then we shake hands and we carry on. And really, that's what we've done. It's cool, though. It's badass. I like it. I'm a happy man. I think that's all the news. I don't think we've missed anything else. Obviously, Trish Stratus is going to appear on SmackDown this uh, SummerSlam this week, which is cool. Yeah, there, was, there was some nonsense that, you know, it's already come out that WWE is going to be preempted on Fox when they move because of the baseball. I think we already knew that. I think them going to FS1 every week here and there is not a big deal. Well, it's not a big deal for me anyway. I, I just think that's how the TV, uh, the TV industry works. Other than that, no, no, I mean, I'll check another site. Again, we always do this now. If you don't know, if you're new to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, because we were doing one of these once, and the Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff news broke. <laughs> so we always, we always, always, always have to check because you just, uh, you, you never know. You never know what's next. But no, I think we're... I think we're all good. I think we're all good. Yes, we are. And I don't think I've missed anything else. There's probably something... I mean, I know the G1 is going on right now. I am keeping up with it as much as possible. But we'll talk about it more when we get to the finals. But I will say some of the matches there have been incredible. Akala is smashing it. Osprey is smashing it. Ibushi is like some... I mean, I don't even know what. He's like an alien. I don't understand how he's able to do the things that he's doing when he's apparently injured. I think Lance Archer has had a fantastic tournament. John Moxley has proven that he's not the person we thought he was in WWE. It has been a right hoot. Uh, Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat says, Slipknot unsainted for NXT this weekend. Hell yeah. Is that true? I didn't know that that is cool. A lot of people said they wanted that to be um, Bray Wyatt's new music as well. Maybe it ties in. That's a good tune for a wrestling event. I like that a lot. And their new song is out yet, and I haven't heard it, so I'll have to get on that. I'll have to get on that uh, at some point. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We are what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So four or five days away from SummerSlam. I think the length of it is going to affect it because it always does. But I'm still excited to see what they can pull out. I really, really am. I'm going to keep both my fingers crossed and hope that it surprises us all. And uh, if only it was four hours. I don't think it's going to be. And let's do a rundown of what is even on that card. I mean, because it is WWE. They could easily announce two or three more matches on SmackDown this evening. But at the moment, their official card is Brock Lesnar versus Seth, Universal Championship, Lynch versus Natalia, Raw Women's Championship, Bailey and Bamoon, SmackDown Women's Championship, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, WWE Championship, Kevin Owens, Shane, singles match, loser. Well, Kevin Owens will quit if he loses. He's just fired as opposed to quit. Bray White versus Finn Balor. AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the US title. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. And Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. That's nine matches. I mean, there's no tag team matches on there, but we don't need, I mean, 10 max, surely. I don't understand. Uh, Chicken Salad in the Super Chat said, nice break from things going on in the States right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I would never bring that up because I understand people watch this to try and get a break from tragedy and politics and news. But of course, as it has come up organically, uh, I mean, what can I even say, right? Thoughts. I know people don't like thoughts and prayers, but, you know, if you were affected by it, all my thoughts are with you. I have my own opinions on what we should do in that situation, but I'm not going to uh, paste them onto you because I don't think you listen to that because of this. As a small caveat, I wouldn't blame video games. That's just my opinion. Uh, but I get it. You, you don't tune in to hear me talk about politics. You tune in to hear me talk about wrestling. So in that sense, I will just offer all my thoughts. And it, I mean, it just, it just blows my mind. It really, really does. It's, it's, uh, the world is a crazy place. And not just because of that, because of many other things going on. Like even right here over the UK, the Brexit situation, not the same amount of tragedy, of course. But in terms of when you look at it from afar and the division and the diversion it's causing, it's... Uh, it's not good. It's not good all around. But again, hopefully we can use this to entertain each other and just escape from all of that, which is what entertainment should be. It's what wrestling should be. It's what video games should be. It's what whatever your favorite hobby of choice should be. You should be allowed to sit down no matter what's happened and switch off 
and then when it's done, get back into the real world, but hopefully feel a little bit happier, a little bit better, because you were able to enjoy your passions. And that's what life uh, that's what life should be about. Uh, right, we do have a few questions, but again, if you do want to mention anything in the Super Chat, now is the time to do it. We've got about 15 minutes left before we head over to What Culture Wrestling. Well, I say that. If you're watching live on YouTube, we will. If you're watching this in the archive or on audio, just, you know, it's up. You can go watch it now. <laughs> so you can go check out Ups and Downs. Um, favorite feature announced for WWE 2K20? You know what? I don't have an answer for that. I haven't actually looked at the list of things that they've got. I've watched the trailer. I've seen the screenshots. I haven't sort of uh, dug deep into it. But we will do that. We'll do an episode on 2K20. Of course we will. We need to do something big for episode 200. We probably won't because I have no ideas. If you have any ideas of what you'd like me to do for episode 200, let me know and I'll see if I can... I can make it work. Uh, what do you think it would take to get this lunatic world of wrestling back into the mainstream? Keep up the awesome work and the positive as always, sir. Oh, I mean, you need a star. You need someone larger than life. I mean, Roman Reigns is that guy, but not maybe the guy they need. You just need someone to get really, really, really hot. I know that's the most stereotypical, boring thing, but you need an Austin, a Rock, a John Cena. He did help, not as much as those guys. And they'll come round again. Who that will be, we don't know. But I think wrestling is cyclical. I know this has been the longest time since we've had a boom period. If you look at the 80s going into the Attitude Era, maybe it will be another 10 years. Maybe the world's too different now. I don't know. Maybe AEW is the thing that you have a boom period over there. But I just think you need someone that the greater audience, the, the mainstream audience can gravitate towards. They could already be here now, and we just don't know. And my man... From the fire service, got family, country, and JWS says, Big E for president. <laughs> Have a good day, bro. Well, look, we'd all be doing a lot more pancake eating and a lot more gyrating and just having a lot more bizarre conversations. I would not be against that at all. Uh, different spin on fantasy booking you could have as many people as you like from any promotion who are associated with wrestling in any way only rule is they have to be alive who are you sharing a meal with oh, that was a spin so who do I want to have a meal with uh, Triple H, that would be good Bret Hart, The Rock Steve Austin, Kevin Owens Rusev, I'm going to go for 10 Vince McMahon, can't remember if I said him or not uh, Repo Man I can't remember Mr. Perfect, he's dead uh, Kurt Henning, he can give me, uh, sorry, um, uh, Curtis Axel, he can tell me the stories. And Brock Lesnar, I think we'd have an amazing dinner. We'd just have steak. Uh, what is your favorite heel and face turn? Uh, favorite heel turn is The Rock Survivor Series 1998. Again, never saw that coming. Favorite face turn? Face turns don't really stay as much in the memory, but I would go with the basic, you know, WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart and Steve Austin double turn, which you could also throw into the, the favorite heel. Uh, mine are Batista, Batista Hill turn on Ray in 09. That was brilliant. Face turn Daniel Bryan on White in 14. Both good shouts. Do you think the somewhat kind of actions of Joe could result in some kind of Samoan faction with Joe and Reigns, perhaps including the Usos? Either that or it's more likely a smokescreen and Joe's behind it. I don't think you can team Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe up if you want to keep Roman Reigns face i don't samoa joe needs to go on such a character arc to get to that point i don't think we've got the time roman reigns will probably be retired but you could do i'd enjoy it i love all those i love all four guys uh but i imagine if, even if it is joe i appreciate wwe to going such lengths to make me think that it's not joe and that's all i need i don't mind you doing the obvious because you tried uh, thoughts here, both here about the Natalia match, seeing how everybody's kind of meh on the choice to have her as a contender. I'm not. I like it. The idea is that us Canadians will blindly cheer her because she's the Canadian. Uh, did Trish, Zane, and KO not kill that? No, I think Toronto's quite hot, right? I think they'll cheer her, but then they may cheer Becky Lynch because Becky is over. How are we supposed to get hype for her out of nowhere, number one contendershipness, when the night before we're getting two bangers like Baszler versus Kim and Larai versus Shirai? Uh, Lorraine versus Shirai. Well, the thing is, and I know people don't like saying this, there, there is a crossover between the NXT and the WWE audiences. But if they want to cheer Natalia, they're going to cheer her regardless. No matter what happens in those matches, they'll still be up for SummerSlam. I think that's just how it works as a, a, as a fan. Uh, should WWE have saved the women's four tag way for Sunday? No, because I don't think the belts have been built up enough. And I thought it was a really good addition to Raw. It made Raw a better show, which in many ways is probably more important because SummerSlam should be good regardless. Uh, at Mania, we had three happy endings, Seth, Kofi, and Becky. Seth has fallen already. Who fails this Sunday, Kofi, Becky, or both? I don't think Becky's going to lose. I think there's a chance that Kofi could lose. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea because I think actually it's probably his time to lose, as awful as that sounds. I don't mean it in an awful way. But I think it would actually give his character something to fight for and his, his run wouldn't get too stale because I'm worried about who he fights afterwards. Whereas an elongated program with Orton, I think, is good. 
And Orton can use it. Like, see, told you. It's all because of me. I'd, I'd get a kick out of that. Uh, que pasa, Senor Miller? What are your thoughts on Shane being Owens this Sunday and Kevin just invoding, invading every show similar to Matt Hardy during his feud with Edge back in the day? I think that's the worst idea I've heard for ages. <laughs> Sometimes in wrestling, I just want the good guy that I like to beat the bad guy that I hate. I don't need my hate for the bad guy to go on week after week after week after week. Kevin Owens has to win. Thomas Sutton says, Does the Observer that a minority of wrestling fan look too bad for the business. I don't know what that means. For example, from the Observer, we are aware that it is Daniel Bryan that is being put up for Roman at SummerSlam, which takes away the whodunit aspect from the show itself. Just curious on your thoughts. We don't know it's Daniel Bryan. I mean, it could be Daniel Bryan, but you're right. We only know that because we go out of there to read reports. If you're table face table there if you're a table face and you don't read any of that stuff you have no idea it's daniel bryan right now there is nothing to suggest that it should be daniel bryan and i'm not saying you're doing this but i'm saying in general as fans sometimes we have a tendency to get annoyed because we know everything even though it's us that went out and read it you don't have to do that so no i don't think that's that's true at all i think that's uh that's on us i really do hi simon it's great to see the women's tag team champions on tv along with the kabuki warriors but do you think now alexa and nikki have the titles we will be seeing more of all those teams well i hope so i just hope that we see more of the damn belts you know we need to use the nikki cross alexa bliss win which was very well received off the back of a good match and we need to build it my worry is we're going to do a program with the kabuki warriors and as i've said i'll say it again i don't like that team it doesn't make sense. It just screams if we put them together because why the hell not? We needed to do something. That's why Paige is with them. Why is Paige managing the Kabuki Warriors? It doesn't make any sense. I, th- I think I'm more annoyed. I just I do Kyrie Sane versus Oscar in a long feud. You'll get great matches all the time and everybody will love it and they'll do backflips and they'll be happy. I don't understand. I understand that team. At least Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose finally got their title match because originally they didn't get the title match. If they were going to win the title match, they were going to get a title match. So we can put that to bid. Jose Palomares in the Super Chat says, what would you think of a women's full show like SmackDown Raw to lead for another Evelation pay-per-view, mainly to focus on all the championships? Not against that at all. I don't think you could do it weekly at the moment because they can't even get it right on their, you know, on their mainstays. So it's a, you, you don't take something that's not working and then give it its in, a whole show. But I think in terms of a one-off to build to another Evolution pay-per-view where we can revamp all the titles and get some new feuds in place and introduce some new women, absolutely. I think Evolution proved last year one of the best pay-per-views of 2018, I thought. There's a market for it, and there's a way you can do it. But first, I'd like to see them get that more balanced on, on Raw and SmackDown. I thought they did really well this week. Uh, but again, sometimes we just talked about it. You do get Manny Rose and Sonya Deville saying we're going to have a match. We don't get it. The Kabuki Warriors are going to have a match. Don't get it. The Iconics didn't turn up for their titles and ages. Not their fault. That's how they were booked. Uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss have kind of, kind of pairing by fluke because they've changed their mind when it comes to a story. I like the Ember Moon Bailey feud, but it did just come about because Bailey went, you want to fight? And Ember went, yep. And that was that. You know, I think there's more work to be done, but I would be up for that. And I think, again, it done in the right way, it would be fantastic. I really, really do. Um, And I also think it's fair to say that Ronda Rousey brought more to the table than maybe uh, we appreciated at the time. She is a a hurricane of interest, is old Ronda Rousey. She always had something intriguing going on. So hopefully she'll come back soon. Again, I think I said this last week or whenever someone asked me to book my WrestleMania card. If I can have Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey for the belt of WrestleMania 36, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. In fact, I think it'll be quite good. And I think a lot of us would enjoy it. I don't know what's going to happen. Depends what Ronda Rousey uh, wants to do. Clearly, it's her life. She gets to decide. Um, that kind of, I mean, that kind of ties into CM Punk as well. Lots of people ask me about the, the CM Punk stuff. Uh, we've actually, a little spoiler for you, because you do tune in. We've got a kind of, it's, I'm not going to call it a brand new series, because it has to do well first to be a brand new series. It may even be up now. Let me just, I won't go up before Raw SmackDown. I'll double check, though. I mean, we, we, we want to, um, you know, we need, we need to see how it does first. I'm just checking before I say, because I don't want to say it's not there, and it actually is there. I want to make sure. Uh, uh, no, no, it's fine. So, yeah, it, I, I want to do more fantasy booking on what culture, basically, because I'm a nerd and I like it. So we do have a video about how you would uh, book CM Punk if he debuted in All Elite Wrestling. So if you can keep an eye on what culture wrestling and make sure you watch that when it goes up, hopefully we can do more, more stuff like that. My point being, again, so many people ask me the question about CM Punk AEW. Um, I don't know how true it is. I don't know if he'll ever go. I don't know if he wants to go. There's so many questions. You know, the rumor now is that both CM Punk is annoyed at them for the, how they've treated him in the public space, and now AEW is annoyed at CM Punk for that interview. 
I th- a little small part of me thinks it could be a work. That's what the video is about. So keep an eye out for that. It's literally called How AEW Should Debut CM Punk. If it does well, we'll do another one. If it does, it's ass, we won't. That's how the business world works. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Again, so many people ask me about the squash match, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Yes, for me, I want a squash match. But on the other hand, I understand why people don't. I understand both sides. I'm okay with it. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it, this one doesn't bother me either way. And there will be a hypocritical situation you can probably bring up where it would bother me. But again, we all have different feelings towards different wrestlers. On that note, where the hell is Rusev? Please come back, Rusev. I mean, don't come back before SummerSlam because that's a waste. But I really, 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 really miss Rusev. He may never come back. Maybe he's running down his contract. Maybe he's already out. That would be all right. They go to AEW. I don't think he's been tainted enough by WWE that people are like, oh, I can't believe Rusev is there. I think people would be excited to see him. No one more than me. Uh, right, four minutes time. Make sure you head up to What Culture Wrestling. Give them a subscribe. I'm sure you already do. They're much bigger than I. Um, uh, yeah, we'll do ups and downs live for Raw. Quite a fun episode, I thought, but we shall see. And if you've got anything else you want to throw in there before we do wind up again, use a super chat, smash it in there. But I will use this moment to thanks Pins and Knuckles again. Check them out. Pinsandknucklesmerch.com. Brand new exclusive Simon Miller wrestling tee up right now. Uh, they're now sponsored the podcast. Again, full transparency. It's just that they're helping me with merchandise. And I'm going to mention their name at the start and the end of the podcast. And you can see on the logo right now, it's got a little pins and knuckles thing. Next week, I'll make sure it's on the, on the background as well. I probably should have done that. But hey, it's a brand new relationship. But shout out to those guys. Uh, you can also support me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. A link is in the description below if you are on YouTube. Instagram and Twitter at Simon316 and Simon.bigcartel.com if you want to see my own specific merchandise. You see, look, I'm trying to what do you call, I'm trying to compartmentalize as much as I can. And again, if you're in Ivor, just look up Ivor. It's just outside of London on this Saturday, uh, which is the 10th, around about three o'clock. You can come down to New Force Wrestling and you can see me take on Tarquin. Uh, Tarquin's been running his mouth. Tarquin believes I don't deserve my opportunities. Tarquin also thinks that I stole away his comeback because he's been out with injuries. So I got to go try to kick his ass. And Tarquin's done a lot, so it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. But if you would like to see Simon Levesque Tarquin at NFW in Ivor, at the Ivor Village Hall, you can. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be wrestling, and I'm looking forward to it. It is going to kick some ass. Uh, we'll do another episode in the week, as we always do. Maybe a couple, as it is SummerSlam. Obviously, Monday will be ups and downs for SummerSlam. So it's a big week. A big week here in wrestling. And then we just start building to Raw Quest. We start building to All Out. We start doing all these crazy things. And I know I'm excited about it. Again, big fan of Raw. Big fan of it. If you were great, if you weren't great, that's what wrestling is all about. It's about the debate. It's about having chats. It's about having arguments. And, you know, more often than not, hopefully we do that in a professional way. But at the same time, that never happens because it's the internet. But I want I, I, I... I think WWE's come good at the right time. We have to make sure we keep that up until the end of 2020. Especially when we go onto, onto Fox. And that's not going to be easy. Um, but that's up to WWE. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky not to do that. It'd be a great job. But I don't have to worry about it because it's not my job. Shout out to 116 on gaming who says, sub to you on Patreon. Well, thank you so much, 116 Gaming, because you're already super nice to me. Can you rate the fan art I did on my Twitter recently, by the way? I think you'll like it. Have a good day, man. I will. Send me a tweet, though, 116, because my Twitter is a mess at the best of times. Just tweet me at Simon316. Um you know, right, this is from the stream or something, I'll find it and, and, and I'll do absolutely what I can. But thank you for being such a good supporter. And thank you for everyone that supports me. Uh, again, the fact that you tune into these live streams, you support me in the Super Chat and anywhere else, uh, it helps me so much. It really, really does. I plow all this money back into my personal projects so I am able to do them as and when, whenever I can. The YouTube channel continues to grow, so please do give it a subscribe if you haven't already. I'm nowhere near it, but I've got wild dreams of getting to 100,000 subscribers now, which I never thought I'd ever get anywhere near. Um, but if I do, I will do backflips. I really, really will. But in the meantime, how long have we got? Let me go, uh, let me go and double check. So we've just got 10 seconds. Head over to What Culture Wrestling right now. You can just search for it in the search bar if you don't already. Find ups and downs. We'll do it live for Raw. I say that it may be a little bit late. Sometimes a message comes through saying, Miller, there's been a delay. There's been a tech issue. And I don't know because I'm streaming on here. But I'll see you in the chat over there. We'll have a good time. Keep an eye out on your YouTube feeds. We'll definitely do another one of these this week. Again, check it out on the audio feed. You just search for Simon is Pro Wrestling Show or Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast on there. And you know the rest. I've advertised it enough. Thank you again as always. Have a lovely Tuesday. Enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy SummerSlam if I don't speak to you again. And that's it. I love you lots. I'll see you again soon.